Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, welcome to this week's Must Your Music podcast. I'm sitting here with Jason Lipschutz. What's going on, man? And Natalie Weiner. Hey. Hey. Um... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm. Uh, I just realized I forgot to turn off my phone, so I'm gonna get that scene nice. going. Uh, it's all. It's on vibrate. Very professional. All right. Um, let's start off with. Oh, first off, shout out to Erica Ramirez. She's uh, in transit, traveling. Or... Yeah, she went back to California for Mother's Day. Which yeah, is so nice. Ugh. Traveling for Mother's Day. What a suck up. <laughs> okay, Joe, we've already heard about your anti Mother's yeah. Day. No, I love Mother's Hey, I love mothers and moms and all Does your mom listen to, to the, the Must Hear Music podcast? I hope not. Is she like a But I, I actually think the answer is no to that question. Aww. So come on, man. If you're listening, mom, text me and prove me wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um but I doubt that. So anyways, <laughs> let's let's just hop in. Uh Prince. So I'm going to start off with Prince. Prince released a new song called Baltimore about Baltimore, well, sort of about the situation in Baltimore. Yeah. I mean, there's very explicit shout outs to um, Freddie Gray and Michael Brown. But musically, this it sounds like this is maybe just kind of a song he had kicking around for a while and like turned into a song about Baltimore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. It's hard to tell with him. I mean, he's such a such an oddball to begin with. But um you know, if you heard that, oh, Prince did a tribute song to Baltimore, you probably wouldn't show up listening to it and expect to hear this really, like, sunny power pop ballad. Like, the guitar riff yeah. is, like, very reminiscent of Badfinger. Um, and it's just, it, it certainly is heartfelt. And I think, like, it's nothing, no knock on Prince. Like, I think a lot of the times he's at his poppiest when he's also at his most, like, soul-bearing. I mean, Purple Rain is one of his catchiest songs and i mean that's certainly like putting it all out there um but it definitely is like surprisingly like even for prince who tends to mine like the 70s funk sounds like this is really kind of a 60s throwback almost or early 70s so it's kind of weird to hear his baltimore song being such a kind of like psychedelic pop track but i mean you know the nevertheless like the feeling is there like it's certainly intended with the best of intentions and um, <laughs> intended with it. Yeah. <laughs> don't quote me on that, please. <clears throat> um, yeah. And, uh, and there's a nice little comment at the very end. It ends with just saying like, and now moving on to the situation in Los Angeles, like a nod to the fact that like Baltimore is not the last and you know, it's really only a matter of time before something like this happens in the next city. And then, you know, it's, 
I mean, it's, I don't want to say it's an unstoppable cycle, but it does seem like it's not ending anytime soon. Yeah, which is very sad. And it's sad that songs like this need to be written. But, you know, I give Prince credit because it's always nice to see pop artists actually addressing things that are going on in the world and instead of just kind of closing themselves off from it. And which, which is weird because I, I wrote about how ferguson happened last year and a lot of hip-hop artists responded to it but basically no pop artists did Mm -hmm. which was super strange and it seems like the tide has turned a little bit where a lot more people from you know everyone from prince to beyonce and uh, a lot like they're actually saying things like they're Mm -hmm. actually saying things about baltimore in terms of this song it is a little bit it is a little bit strange i i want to use a word less harsh than strange it's just a little bit strange un- is a fine word. unusual <laughs> i would say it's it's a little bit surprising let's say that that this song is like you said a little bit more upbeat but i think he toes the line really well i think that it's a little bit heavy-handed in a way where black messiah by d'angelo was not that that had that touched upon a lot of the same themes but this is actually calling out specific events and not that that's a bad thing, but it's just a little bit kind of bashing you over the head with it in terms of like the message. I I feel like it just, it didn't need to be quite as direct. I know it's obviously, it's already called Baltimore. We know what he's talking about. We know what he's singing about. That being said, yeah, I, I, I enjoy this more than I thought I was going to. I haven't loved Prince's last, few records so art official age yeah Yeah. no i agree like i'm a huge prince fan and the last ones haven't moved me a lot and i did really like this song yeah yeah i just think that if it was a little bit more nuanced i would have loved it but as it stands now i like i could definitely see this being something that is not just a one-time thing just for this occasion but something that I could could listen to on repeat. Yeah, I like, for me, it's interesting that you bring up the D'Angelo because like, I think it's an interesting antidote kind of to the, to both D'Angelo and Kendrick Lamar who both made like very, you know, this is about like black mm-hmm. people in America. You know, this is like what our experience is like. We're trying to express this in an album. And they're both like, pretty intense you know with a lot of like anger which is totally right behind them and so to have prince come out with something that's like so happy kind of it's like it's a little it's refreshing to me and like i agree that you know it is definitely heavy-handed but i think that sort of goes along with its purpose which is like a protest march you know it's like meant to be inclusive and have people sing along and you know maybe it's not going to be like his most transcendent you know piece of music but like i feel like it serves its purpose in that sense and that has like easy to understand messages that are like memorable and that people are going to get like that you would do at a rally like it does recall the 60s in that way and that songs many songs that were also protest songs were like similarly heavy-handed yeah like like ohio the crosby (laughs) stills nash and young song was just very like heavy-handed and just very literally about the incidents yeah as is this one and but it like got people riled up because it's like it's serious you know yeah it's happening you make a good point I, i think that it's interesting you see the way an artist approaches something like this which is to be very general or to be very specific and i guess personally i usually 
tend to go to lean toward the general because I feel like it can mean not more than just one instance. Obviously, what's going on in Baltimore needs to be highlighted and it's been highlighted. But I think that going back to like Kendrick and D'Angelo, like they're not just about one specific incident. They're about an entire culture. And again, like I agree with you that it's intense and that the Prince song is refreshing in that way. But I guess personally, I just connect with those more because they're they're saying look at this and how this is connected with all of these other things instead of just look at this i guess yeah definitely no i totally agree they're more timeless and that's you know i just think it's cool to like you know to have variety prince, to have is, different prince stuff is doing his thing happening all right well let's give a listen to it it's prince baltimore we're tired of crying and people are dying let's take all the guns away All right, that was Prince of Baltimore. Uh, next up, let's turn our attention to Natalie Pick. We've got the official remix of Trap Queen. Oh, yes. Courtesy Fetty Wap featuring oh, Gucci Mane and yes. Quavo of Migos fame. Quavo. 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 Well, Somebody needs to be shoot me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. So I picked this, even though obviously we all know Trap Queen. It is the number two song on Billboard Hot 100 right now. But I picked it because the remix feels like a remix should, a better version of the original. <laughs> um, not all remixes like can, can stand that test, but this one I think does because I am personally going to vouch for Fetty Wap as a great singer. I love his <laughs> voice. He is like not really a rapper to me. <laughs> like, his rapping is like pretty not spectacular um and so subbing out his verses with gucci main and quavo who are you know themselves (laughs) at least they have their own like distinctive vibes on their verses i just think that just adds something really great that this song kind of needed it was not like me originally who pointed this out there was a piece on grantland kind of dissecting why trap queen is gonna probably be the song of the summer like a, there's a strong yeah. argument for that which to is be made. i mean i know the remix is new but it's crazy because the song itself is a year old yeah practically no it's point. like it's wild but yeah. um but yeah it's just like it's a better version of the original and now we just get like extra fun on top of fetty wops awesomeness mm-hmm. yeah i mean i i don't know here are two things i don't know if you know about me natalie i feel like you know about the, this about me joe number one i think i know where you're going i love <laughs> i love gucci mane with my whole heart <laughs> Number two, I love Migos with my whole heart. So wow. to I have them that. on this song, <laughs> I mean, not not all of Migos, but Quavo, to have Quavo and Gucci on one of my favorite songs of the year, it's just like, it's almost like it was a present for me that like Fetty Wap just came in here to our Billboard office and was like, hey, Jason, you know, it's, Aww. you know, it's, this I is for you. Jason. <laughs> I didn't even realize blue. that I was picking I a like present. I wasn't, I, and I didn't even need a present. It's not my birthday. I'm not, I'm, I'm not sad or anything. It's just, it's, it's a great thing. Uh, it's funny because I actually, today was the first time I've heard this remix. I heard of it and I just have been meaning to listen to it and I haven't, I haven't heard it. Wait, so you're so excited about it. I know. Yeah, yeah, that's you the did thing. not listen to it. It's almost like. Sus. <laughs> <laughs> no trust trust me i know and i've just been like waiting to hear it and i just it it delivers on my highest expectation <laughs> like just gucci comes in after that like after the first minute and a half and you just hear gucci start going off and i'm just like 
yes, yes. And he sounds great. Quavo, he, he's such a goofball. And this like all three of these rappers just line up so perfectly for me where they're just having fun with the genre. They're just being themselves. They're being weird. They're being wild. They're using stupid sex metaphors. And it's great. It's uh, I'm all in. I'm like trap queen. Trap queen <laughs> remix as song of the summer. Let's like let's just do that. No, definitely. I will fight. I like literally I hear it going by in my neighborhood in cars just constantly. It's just like trap queen on repeat. It's like, really not unlikely. Yeah, it's like on it well on its way. Like Pandora. I know Pandora released their like twelve song of the summer contenders. Totally not, you know, not them editorializing, just saying, like, what are people listening to and what are they mm. giving the thumbs up to? And that was one of the top ones. So I think it's a very strong contender. Yeah. Um, and, and here's the thing about Trap Queen. If I were if I were to give it, like, any kind of negative, I feel like it's a little too short. Like, I, it always leaves me <laughs> wanting a little bit more. And See, now maybe it's actually positive. longer. So... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I agree with Natalie. I think this is, I mean, I liked the original a lot, and I think this is an improvement. I think the original was was good, but it, it did need kind of like that, that extra person to come up and just, you know, like slam. I don't actually know basketball metaphors. Can you fill, give me a basketball oh, metaphor let's just talk about basketball. that like completes this thought? But I feel like <laughs> Basically, it was like. Fed, let's say this. Fetty uh, Wap. You asked for this. Fetty Wap <laughs> is Chris Paul lobbing the ball up. And Gucci Mane and Quavo are equally Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. Just out That's exactly all day. what I was going to say. That's what you're going to say? Yeah, yeah. 100%. You're, you're, he stolen his Chris Paul metaphor. Yeah. I Jason. don't know who those people are. So Joe's I more like uh, Spencer Hawes. He's he he's on the bench, but I, but he's a former <laughs> but he's a former Sixer, so I love him. <laughs> anyway, um, no, I'm not even on the court. I'm nowhere, nowhere in that metaful. He's metaphor. outside You're the arena, tired. sitting yeah, on the ground. I'm like watching cable TV outside the arena in this metaphor. But no, it's it's great. I really, yeah. I mean, I don't have a ton to add other than I just love the sound of it. Um, it is. It's just like it's so much fun like the entire song and it it's familiar like it's what we've heard from trap but i don't think we've heard a trappy song that's just this like melodic and accessible like this really is like i think the best crossover sort of song of that genre yeah and it's, we've it's, heard. it's funny because we were talking about this song for a while on uh the juice podcast last week because you know erica uh was out so had to uh slide in and spill some juice as it were but we were talking about the fact that <laughs> don't, don't say spill some juice again. <laughs> That's what they the do pod- on the juice podcast. They spill oh, no. juice. Okay. Anyway, we were talking about Fetty Wap and I feel like he really has a chance to be an artist that is around for a good amount of time just because his style is so unique where you compare Trap Queen with last year's viral rap hit, quote unquote, which was Bobby Shmurda with Hot Boy. I mean that's a great song, but it's it's not like you listen to it and immediately get what Bobby Schmurda is all about. It's, totally. it's more about the song. It doesn't really have a hook. It takes a little bit to get into. Yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah, it's basically it's less just like yeah. fifteen seconds. You're already into it because it's that hey, what, what's up, hello. You're yeah, already exactly. like, oh, you I know, can remember that. Listening yeah, to I Trap like Queen, you know exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know exactly. Like listening to Trap Queen one time, you're just like. Okay, this is what Fetty Wap's all about. He's a rapper that sings mostly. Rapper. <laughs> rapper, quote unquote, that 
is extending what Drake and what Future and what those guys are doing in terms of blending rap and singing. And, and it, his voice is way better. Yeah, well, <laughs> sorry. Yeah. That's, anyway. <laughs> that, yeah, I actually I would. Well, maybe not Drake. Definitely Future. Yeah. Yes, Drake. Did wow. you see his root, like his performance on Jimmy Fallon? Yeah, he was great. No, I know, but like I don't, I don't know. I love Drake's voice. You know, it does. It's not one or the other, guys. We can like them both. Marvin's room. The world is Marvin's big room. enough to enjoy both Drake and Pretty <laughs> Wap. Is it so, though? No. <laughs> um, yes, definitive statement. Yes. So let's let's listen to Trap Queen remix Fetty Wap featuring Gucci Mane and Quavo. Yes. From Migos. Alright, that is the Trap Queen remix. Uh let's do a Jason track now. Let's let's yeah. hit up Little Boots. Little Boots song is Better in the Morning. Alright, so Little Boots, who is a UK pop singer who's been around for a while. Never really crossed over here. Not sure she's ever going to. She's, and I, that's, I don't say that as an, offense, as an offense. She's just never really come close to having that moment over here. She put out an album in 2013. She's already back with uh, what seems to be a new album. And Better in the Morning is a collaboration with Ariel Rechstad, who we all know. You're a big fan of Jason. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, another guy who came to the office and delivered this amazing track to me. Um, no, but he's worked with, you know, Haim and Charlie XCX and Vampire Weekend and Madonna, I guess. Sky Ferreira. Sky Ferreira, yeah. So he's a, a really hot indie pop producer, and he co-produced one song on Little Boots' last album, but produced this song, which I don't think is an official single, but it's just like a buzz track. But it's just great. Like, I, I just really, I, this might be my favorite Little Boots song ever. I, I just think it's, the percussion is, I know. Whoa. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. My favorite Little Boots song ever? I hope listeners were <laughs> sitting down when they heard I know. that. We should have given up five-second warning. They're jumping up now. Um, yeah, no, I, I just, I, I think this song is just so fun. Like, the percussion's really crisp. Her performance is really cheeky. Like the song is about like the walk of shame and like the morning after and whatnot. And it's just fun. Like it's, it's very light and it paints her as someone who can have a lot of fun with her aesthetic where I I feel like her first two albums were like, were, you know, they're, they're pop albums, but they were very much like, they weren't like silly at all, but where this Mm -hmm. is, is very much like poking fun at a, a situation. A lot of people have been in, um, I, yeah, I, I'm curious as to see what you guys think. I I mean, I guess I'm, I'm going to go kind of the other side of the oh, coin. I whoa. like the song. Okay. It's not your favorite How Little Boots song. It's not my favorite Little Boots song. <laughs> little Boots song? Um, That's a shocker. I have to say, after listening to it like one, twice, I, I was like, okay, this sounds familiar. And then it hit me. I was like, the beat is like just suspiciously similar to Genius of Love, the Tom Tom Club song. Well, and I feel like what also, song is it? <laughs> well, that, no, that and that's fair. Like Tom Tom Club, especially Genius of Love, was like a fairly influential song. I mean, Mariah Carey, yeah. um, you know, gave her spin on it for Fantasy, but but this isn't like sampling. This is just like so the beats are very reminiscent to me of Genius of Love. Uh, and the sing song, like the way she's singing this is kind of like a back and forth sing song thing, which is also very similar to what Tom Tom Club did in the eighties. So the whole thing is like just a little too similar for me to like really be into it. But 
but that's what I'm gonna say. It's okay. not nothing against the song. I kind of want to hear. I haven't heard the Tom Tom Club song this is, in a very yeah. very long time. This is like not something where you're gonna like create a YouTube video where you play one and then the so other. It's not like a Joe Satriani. Yeah, this Coldplay is like certainly thing. not a rip off situation, but it's overwhelmingly similar. Just like the vibe reminds me. What do you think, Natalie? Um, I mean, I liked it. I gotta say, like, it made me. It gave me like Robin vibes, but yeah. I'm also like not. I don't know. This is I'm a little out of my depth here with like the indie pop thing, but like, you know, it was like fun and bouncy. And I agree with you that the choice of subject matter was cute. I appreciate that doing something different. You know, relatable. Just am I right, ladies? No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just wait until Gucci Mane and Quavo remix this song. You will be all about it, Natalie. (laughs) <laughs> or you will since they're apparently your yeah. favorite rappers. Oh, so. My goodness gracious. <laughs> but yeah. Um, or till Wale remixes it like and just does better in the morning parentheses fucking. Yeah. Oh my and God, parentheses please no. shout back to Miguel Wale <laughs> coffee effing. Flashback uh, to last week. Yeah, no. Please no. Wale, do not remix anything else. Just stay away. <laughs> Even this song, uh, which I... I will be the happy medium and say it's my favorite Little Boots song, Ooh. but I have only heard one Little Boots song. Oh, wow. So. That's fair. I, I don't know. I feel like you guys are underrating it a little bit. Okay. No, Go I just, listen and see for yourself. I Yeah, I just was getting just like some slight knockoff Robin vibes, but like I can be here for knockoff Robin. Yeah. Like, I, that's, I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. I feel like this is like... Um, when the last time you were on, that was the Mumford and Sons showdown, right? Yes. Yes. I think this I remember being very <laughs> diplomatic about Mumford and Sons. Okay. Still love Joe that song. was meaner about them. Ah, uh, still love that song, The Wolf. <laughs> oh well. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say anything about Mumford. <laughs> They're a very popular band that wow. people enjoy. Damn. So, but let's 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 let. You, the listener, decide. Why'd so you point let's. At me? Am I, I, the I pointed. I pointed at Jason, but it was more of a point through Jason. Yeah. I in see. case to you were world. wondering, to the world, because you actually are right by the window, so yeah. it's more pointing to the world. Um. All right, all right. Never mind. Let's just listen to it. Little boots, better in the morning. All right, that was Little Boots. Uh, next up, I think we have, let me see, what should we do? ASAP Rocky. Let's do ASAP Rocky featuring uh, Mark Ronson and Rod Stewart, Every Day, which is uh, one of the new songs off of ASAP's album, which is coming up on June 2nd. Mm-hmm. And for those curious, the featuring Rod Stewart is not new Rod Stewart vocals, yeah. but um, vocals from a song called in a broken dream from a band called Python Lee Jackson. Yes. The whole thing is just so circuitous. So it is definitely, there are many nuances before the- Rod Stewart had his very successful solo career. And even before he joined the rock band faces, he like would just sing on other people's stuff. Like the first Jeff Beck album is, which is one of the like very early, like proto metal albums is him singing and similarly, this was a band he was not in, Python Lee Jackson, and he just like sang vocals on this one song, and it was their biggest hit. So that's it's being sampled and interpolated on this ASAP Rocky song. So 
with that little intro, I'm going to toss it off Thank to you. Thank you, Joe, for the intro. Boom. I just want to say, like, maybe I should change my Twitter bio name to Python Lee Jackson. That's something oh, I'm thinking about. Oh, I like that. Um, it's oh, also that's an Australian band name, and that is like the most Australian it is band name. Like, Python Lee. Lee. Wait, I can't do an Australian <laughs> oh, accent. Okay, I'm just gonna, have... I'm just gonna stop right there. No, uh, Python Lee Jackson. So not... Oh, that was pretty good. <laughs> that was not bad. Python yeah, Lee Jackson. That was actually really good. I'm All right, impressed. Wow, I guess I'm Australian coming accents. into my own. They're tough. They're really tough to nail tough down. Them. Anyway. Um, Must hear so, ASAP <laughs> <laughs> Rocky, not Australian, from Harlem, New York, where we are coming to you live from. Um, we're not in Harlem, New York, though. Well, but, but we're in New York. We are in New York, yes. Um, <laughs> anyway, so this song, I think it's like maybe my favorite ASAP Rocky song from wow. this album. Well, since we're I hope doing this right now. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I am. All, I'm a sucker for like, old samples like kind of soul rocky samples mm-hmm. in um in rap songs um and when it first dropped everyone was like oh my god he collaborated with rod stewart and then it was like it's just a sample and i was like okay guys we need to chill about this but it is interesting i think that he's sampling rod stewart when kanye is working with paul mccartney and like oh my gosh every mm-hmm. genre is coming life. together can you even imagine yeah. it's so crazy um, but I, yeah, I just think it's a really well done track and I like the Miguel doing the vocals on top. I think even though I'm not like a Mark Ronson acolyte by any means, like throwback stuff is definitely his wheelhouse. So mm-hmm. I think he was a good choice of producer for this cause it does definitely have a little bit of an updated retro vibe. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Um, and yeah, I think it's just, it's cool to see Rocky. I think this is maybe more outside his comfort zone than any of the other stuff I've heard from the album so far. This feels a little bit, it's just different. It's just a totally different vibe, I think, than most other ASAP Rocky stuff I've heard. So, so yeah. Go ahead, Joe. I want to, I want to hear what you think, man. Um, no, all I had to say was just a little trivia. No, I really I really like the song as well. I think um it just yeah, it's it's a great sample and he does well over it. Miguel sounds great. Um similarly, like I am not the biggest Mark Ronson fan and I think I mean Uptown Funk is an incredible song, but th- he definitely like like straddles a line between being a little too like Hamily throwback to the point where it's like this is just really good at aping old sounds instead of like making new ones or 
but in in this case i think it i think it lands like well yeah. and i feel like if the whole asap rocky album was like this i would not be particularly thrilled but like if you know if this is one of many sounds on it wait why not is it not hard enough for you drew yeah it just likes doesn't the sound of the streets it doesn't hit hard enough for me and it's just not wild <laughs> enough either you know but it's no lightning bolt <laughs> it's no exactly it's no lightning bolt um <laughs> That's a deep must hear music <laughs> podcast joke. Yeah, right we there. can't get too referential into Sorry. past episodes. Um, but fine. but yeah, so <laughs> basically, yeah, if this was more like an experimental noise <laughs> metal duo, I would be no, I don't know. Um, I think it's good, but it's it's not like my favorite side of Rocky. I don't know. What what about you, Jason? Yeah, so I think I'm a little bit disappointed in this song because I actually really like it, but I just think it's too busy. I just feel like there's too much going on. And I can't really get super into it where it's where it's like I start li- I've listened to it a bunch since it's come out and I, I start listening to it and I keep finding different things that I like about it. And then I'm like, oh, OK, interesting. And then it just veers completely away from those things. You have Miguel like singing next to basically Rod Stewart, like a Rod Stewart sample. You have ASAP coming in then he changes up his flow and the music changes i just feel like there's just too much going on with this song and if it sounds like three songs kind of jammed into one and i think those three songs are all interesting and good and exciting and eclectic and i but i just don't think they mesh that well together it's an interesting point i didn't think of it that way and that actually reminds me just to bring it all back to paul mccartney um like that was like totally the mccartney thing like of he was always like either praised or criticized for like throwing three disparate songs into like one unholy mishmash um so it's interesting to hear like i just feel like it's like he's maybe he's in the studio with mark ronson and he's like all right we gotta get this rod stewart sample and then we gotta get miguel to also sing on it and then we'll change it up Mm. here it's just like dude like see i don't i feel like it's pretty organic sounding and that's one of the reasons i like it but you know well there you go agree to disagree wow you guys guys can arm wrestle about it (laughs) post podcast um we'll instagram the results of that (laughs) i would probably feel like yeah jason i I might have a yeah you definitely jason's weak from eating a salad anyways (laughs) so i know that's so true Anyways, well let's uh let's listen to this. So it's ASAP Rocky featuring Miguel, Mark Ronson, Rod Stewart, probably some other people. It's called Every Day. Take it slow. Alright, that was the new ASAP Miguel, Mark Ronson, Rod Stewart thing thing good job and let's uh let's kick it to another jason track let's do uh katie groves yeah and that's c-a-d-y katie yeah katie groves. song is called crying game and disappointingly not a boy george cover oh but i know <laughs> but that's all i have to say about that great so, great movie by the way too yeah <laughs> i, I love your you're you're doing oh you've never seen crying game Ah, oh, Natalie, you got to get on crying it's like game. Irish politics, uh, <laughs> super weird movie. Yeah. Anyway, that sounds like my dream film. Uh, <laughs> um, so Katie Groves is a is a pop rock artist who I wrote a lot about last year. Actually, it's funny. Um, I thought her story was really interesting. She 
is a um basically she comes from the midwest uh she had like this this moment of tiny fame in around like 2011 when she was on rca records she put out an ep she went on tour with hot shell ray who were a thing back then of course and um what was their hit Oh man, you never. Me and C Pain sing Hot Chow Ray all day, tonight, tonight. Oh yeah, and I like it like that. <laughs> I don't know. What Anyways, these songs are. wow, really? Natalie I'll, wasn't s- born I'll, yet. I'll <laughs> sing Hot Chow. I'm gonna sing Hot Chow Ray for <laughs> yes. you guys. I'm three after years the old. <laughs> anyway, back to Katie Groves. Uh, it didn't work out on her label with RCA. Uh, she begged to get off of it. She did, and she's basically had like a couple minor chances went away for a little bit and this is her first song in three years and the reason i'm so interested in her is because the one ep she put out which was called this little girl in 2011 just showed so much songwriting promise and i was just like i was just really interested in in the way she put these pop songs together she's such an interesting personality and I feel like this it comes across with with crying game and i, I again this is a totally different look for her she's more into like up-tempo pop rock or at least she was but this is like a very sad song about her basically her upbringing um her dad in in jail two of her brothers were killed uh it's a very sad song but it's 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 handled so deftly and so powerfully that it just i i just really like it really gets to me actually uh it came out this earlier this week and i've listened to it like nonstop and uh yeah, I'm glad to hear glad to hear her's back. Glad to yeah, glad to hear <laughs> that she's back. And the last thing I want to say, and uh, I'll I want I'm really interested to see what you guys think of this song, is I don't know if her future is in like singer songwriter. I I and I I said this last year that I think that her future is in just songwriting. Maybe mm-hmm. um, if she chooses to chooses to go down that route, but I just think that she's such a clever and articulate songwriter that I, I i feel like she's just going to succeed in some way so anyway that i will now shut up about katie groves um yeah i mean i i did not know that she had i was curious because there was the line about seeing brothers buried if that was like a a metaphorical thing or, <laughs> I, or yeah, literal it was it is actually that's literal, very yeah. sad yeah um she and comes sucks. from i think she was one of seven and it's a shame because when I profiled her, one it was after one of her brother, brothers passed away, and then like a month after my story came out, another of her brothers passed Ooh, away. And it was really geez. sad. Yeah. So anyway, that's awful. Um, I mean, yeah. How do you follow that up? I I thought it was it was good. I liked. I got kind of, and this is seems probably like an inept comparison, but like early Taylor Swift, yeah, almost definitely like, get those vibes. Um, because yeah, it is very sad and like seemingly heartfelt but it's also very polished like this is a pretty like mainstream singer songwritery sound and yeah it made me feel like i could see an album of like this kind of stuff doing well um it's god i just keep thinking about i mean yeah like where the song comes from is just so sad so it's um you know, it's, that's what was kind of just having found that out two minutes ago. Hard to get <laughs> yeah. over it. But, but in terms of like, like you know, singer songwritery, country folk, like, yeah, this is interesting. I would like hear more from her. There you go. Nat- Natalie? Yeah, I mean, sad story aside, maybe. I don't know. I feel like anything I say now is going to sound really cynical. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I mean she's clearly can, like, a good songwriter. Like, <clears throat> I kind of agree with your assessment, even though I 
she does have a good voice, but like maybe her future is in songwriting and like yeah. and whatnot. To me, like just the production, like this is probably not anything to do with her, but the production to me like veers toward this genre that I call in my head like tampon commercial music, <laughs> which is like uplifting female vocalists with guitars. Yeah. That, like, like that's just kind of and that it is does. like an automatic turnoff for me. But her songwriting skill is apparent. She has a nice voice. So. Yeah, I what I, I totally agree with you. Actually, that I feel like the song one one thing the song doesn't need is like the little chorus of like, uh, like yeah. in the background. Yeah, that, oh. Yeah, and I agree. Yeah. Tampon commercial music. It's like music. either that or what you hear in an airplane before it takes off. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you that I like the beginning of the song better where it's just basically stripped down her singing. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, more than anything, it's just it's nice to have her back and, and I'm hopefully this is the start of something. All right, cool. Let's listen to it. It's Katie Grove's Crying Game. I missed the call and woke up to find my brother was gone. That's when I lost my mind at 18 years old. All right, that was Katie Grove's. Uh, next and last, we're going to do one of mine. And this is a new artist who I know very little about. So little that I'm not sure if it's Hannah or Hannah. Uh, but it's all caps H-A-N-A. The song is called Clay, and this is um, this girl who has been popping up on Grimes' Instagram a ton. Like, they just seem to hang out, and apparently, you know, Grimes must be, like, mentoring her musically or something, because now she's got this song out called Clay that sounds pretty similar to early Grimes, and it's produced by Blood Diamonds, who has worked with Grimes on the song Go, which was famously the Grimes song that Rihanna rejected, um, or someone Rihanna's team rejected, or whatever the <laughs> right. hell happened. Um, but anyways, it's, it's just really an arrest. Like I'm a big early Grimes fan, I would say. And I, I shouldn't, I don't mean that like, I don't like her now. I just mean she hasn't put out a new album <laughs> in a really Grimes. long time. She's like how old? Like 22. <laughs> but she, she does have a, a fair amount of like mixtapes and stuff out. Anyways, so this is, it's just a really kind of like beautiful, like electronic singer songwritery sort of thing. And it's a little less experimental than what, Grimes does because I feel like Grimes works very much in like soundscapes and like atmospheric things. Um, this is less atmospheric. This is like more of a straightforward song. Like this is very like songwriterly constructed. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I, I think it's still interesting. I love her voice and it's it's just like one of those really pretty like songs that at first seems like nice background listening, but the, the deeper you get into it, like two minutes in, you're like, this is a very like solidly constructed sound song i mean and um i'm very excited to hear more from her but what did you guys think is this this grab either of you i liked it i i I definitely liked it i i i liked her more than i liked the song i think that she is promising in the way that she kind of said she's in that very like warm r&b mode of like you saw banks last year or something Mm -hmm. like that not as dark as that and uh but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know about the song itself. Like, I was waiting for it to be to really start, like, popping for me. But, yeah, I mean, you know, Grimes is a good teacher. If, if so, like, one of the most original voices of the past decade in, in my eyes. And I, I just think that, you know, I'm, I, I want to hear more. And I don't know if I want to hear this song over and over, but I want to hear more. Fair enough. Natalie. <laughs> Um, I mean, 
yeah, I was I was a fan. I'm not like grabbed like I need to go listen to like a hundred things by her, but she definitely seems to be successfully pursuing the vein of similar like mononym women of electronic R&B, you know. Yeah. She reminds me of like this girl Liz who like had a moment mm-hmm. last year. Yeah, I remember you know? that. Yeah, Liz. It was a good song. The Liz yeah, song. no, she had like I loved her EP where she is now. We don't know. Liz, where are you? Um, but but yeah, it's kind of like similar vein to that, a little bit more ethereal than her stuff, but like kind of just a little bit of a conversational vocal style, yeah. you yeah. know. Yeah. I and like yeah, I'm down. I think this is like the first bite. We need to hear more. Yeah, it's know. it's very woozy in like an in appealing way, but I just think that you need something to kind of anchor this song, and I feel like it's not there. I th- I didn't, did not have that reaction. I thought it was a, a nicely constructed ballad, um, but I I hear what you're saying. I right. I feel like this is a good sound for like opening a tour. Or like early festival set, like two p.m. Oh, festival sort of thing. We, I love. I we've said that about artists on the yeah. podcast before. Like, yeah, can you imagine going up to a, you know, festivals like two p.m. Sun's still out. <laughs> yes, seeing <high>. exactly. <laughs> um, but, Ideal but, time to be at a festival. Yeah. two p.m. Sun's must hear music. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> no. You, that's actually fair. I usually don't show up that early. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah. No, I feel like I have the wind knocked out of my. But but I'm gonna come out for it. I'm gonna say Hannah or Hana, whatever it is. Um, it's all caps. It's one N and one H, and the song is Clay. And I am really digging it. I think it's great, and I'm very curious to hear more from her. Um, and I hope more from her is good because if it isn't, you know, I don't want to be proven wrong. I mean, that would be humiliating. I'm not you're wrong. I'm just, not like, no, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, anyways, why don't you guys listen to it and see what you think. Uh, so Hannah Clay. All right, that's all we have this week for the Must Your Music podcast. Uh, if anyone has any Rex recommendations, please tweet them <laughs> Thank in. Thank you for saying what Rex means. Yeah, <laughs> I just thought some people might not I be you sure. Meant rec rooms yeah, where we could record them. Or like an Oedipus Rex or something. <laughs> be like, why that would he be exactly asking what for that? Thought you were talking about. <laughs> or a T Rex. Yeah. It could have been really confusing. Guys. I like that you jumped to Oedipus Rex. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Paging Dr. Freud. Anyway. Um, well, what? We were just talking about the Lysistrata earlier because of that Spike yeah. Lee movie. So I have old Greek plays on the mind. Wow. It's not It's not my fault. Another day at Billboard discussing yeah. ancient Greek texts. Yeah. We should, uh, we should also say, Mr. Mr. Joe Lynch, that if people like the Must Hear Music podcast, hey, they can subscribe to it on iTunes so they never miss an episode. That's true. You can do that. And you can also put in a review. We've been Ooh. looking at some of the reviews, which is very fun. Seriously, thank you so much for listening. And we will uh, see you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.